Hello and welcome to the Toast Podcast with me, Laura Barton. For this series, I'm meeting six different women, artists, musicians, writers, all of whom are taking me to a place that they hold special and which inspires their creativity. On a blustery day in autumn, portrait painter Fiona Graham Mackey is going to lead me down to the sea in Rye, across the shingle and among the boats in the harbour. With sitters that have included Andrew Motion, Juliet Stevenson and the Royal Family, Fiona's work is regularly exhibited at the National Portrait Gallery. As we walk, I'll be asking her about the importance of vast skies, wild elements and the sea for a creative mind. This is what I love about the seaside, that they've got these sort of carcasses of, of the boatyard and the ships themselves. I love it, like this, the tides out and all the boats are sort of wedged up against the mud flaps. And you've got the, the hulled boats, the triple, double hulled boats, you've got the harbour master boat there. You know, the whole thing's all going to change the minute the water starts coming in. And yet now it looks, you see the bones of it, don't you? I've, I've done a lot of painting here, actually. And now you can hear the gulls, the young gulls, once it's landed right here. Very speckly one. Very speckly. She's rather nice, actually. But, you know, that's it. there's always something happening here. You don't need to, just need to step outside. So tell us where we are, Fiona. Well, we're now down, we're just walking down towards the sea at Rye Harbour. And uh, it's an early autumn day. And the sun is out, it's lovely and warm. It's one of those days where you think summer's going to, you're going to go on forever. You can't imagine it's ever going to be cold. But yet, there's a slight bite in the air. And certainly it's very, very blustery today. So we're going to walk down to the sea along the path here. And there's a few holiday makers, the tail end of it, the schools have gone back. And um, I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see people enjoying this beautiful environment. And being, you know, coming from Scotland originally, when I first moved down here, I found it, oh, I just couldn't get used to the flatness of it, you know. I really miss the hills and I miss the, the forests and the glens. And it took me a long time. People used to say, no, no, the marshes, the marshes are lovely. And gradually, my children grew up here. We used to go to the beaches. I've got dogs, I walk the dogs. And of course, I paint here. Gradually, over the years, it's really grown deeply into my soul. It's, it sort of sneaks up in me. I come down here nearly every day. It's got a very secret, haunting beauty, and I absolutely love it now. It's very, very special to me. You know, occasionally I'll come down even in the dark when it's pitch black when you've got a full moon, and the stars are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I've got children who live in Australia and Sweden, and I always say to them, you look up at the stars, look at the plough. This is what my grandma used to say to me when I was travelling. Look at the plough, look at the plough, and know that I'll be looking at the plough too. And it may be in a different position, but it's up there. And we can think of each other. What are the grasses? Because it's, it's marshland and there yeah. are stunning grasses to give you let your eyes settle. The wind's picking up now. <laughs> Of course, you can hear it. That's the other thing. And there's thistles and wildflowers, in there, which is why it's so popular with the birds. And you've got the wee trees, and they're totally bent by the wind. And if I just go down the dike here slightly, just out of the wind, 
I'll snuggle up with my scarf wrapped around me and just draw. And I draw everything, whatever's in front of me, because drawing is um, feeds the soul for me. And I do a lot of intense work, a lot of portraits and commissions. But it, you can't be just sitting there with a, a sketchbook and drawing. And when you sit still for a while and you realise, gosh, you know, I'm just part of something alive and moving. And, and it's a wonderful thing. It's very restorative, I find. Very restorative. What does art give you that no other form of creativity or anything in life gives you? Do you know, I can't separate it because I've, all, I've always done it. You know, I remember at the age, it sounds a bit corny, but I was four years old and I was living in a wee place called Kippen in Scotland with my parents. And uh, I was just sitting painting in the little conservatory. And I just came into my head and said, oh, this is what you'll do. Just don't really question it. This is what you'll do in your life. You'll paint. And I accepted it. It didn't seem abnormal, and that's really what I've done. I've dabbled in other things, and, you know, family said, oh, you've got to do the teacher's training, and you've got to do the secretarial. I sort of did a bit to keep them happy. But So that I've never been... I've never had a feeling of, would I do anything else? No, I don't think I would, really. And it's the same with writing. Um, and again, as a child, I did live in very isolated places. There were no other children. Um, so long periods on, on my own. And there were no toys or anything. So what did you do? You'd just write and draw. <laughs> and that was, that was my entertainment. So it was a way of amusing myself. You mentioned that you're known for portraiture. Mm. How different is it to draw and paint a landscape for you? And how does that feed into your portraiture? Well, you see, I, I don't see any of it as separate, but I do enjoy doing portraits. And first and foremost, I like to draw people. Um, and for me, the drawing is the finding out. And I'll draw very, very uh, hundreds and hundreds of drawings. So it's a sort of pro a process whereby it involves certain different energies. And there's no shortcuts. And it is a discipline. And um, it has to be done. And it's satisfying at the end of it. It's certainly very satisfying if people are happy with the painting, and usually they are. And when you need to replenish that energy, mm. is coming to a place like this, this one of the things you do? This is vital. In fact, I have to come out every day, usually twice a day. Uh, I do it first thing in the morning, usually. Take the dogs out, that's my excuse. Because I need to get out, I need to get out, I need to walk fresh air. It's terribly intense in the studio. It's also very lonely. Give the eyes a rest. Give the senses a treat. It's like bathing in something else. It beats us all. It's some of that about movement as well. Oh, yes, movement. Definitely movement. I do quite like to run, although you wouldn't believe it looking at me today. <laughs> in fact, I would say any serious runner would never go running with me. <laughs> because I've been known to run along with a can of lager or sit down and have a wee snooze. You know? That to me is the best kind of I running. I think so, I think so. But I do enjoy it, you know, and I like the feeling of covering a distance. So how long have you lived down here now? I suppose I've lived down here for about 30 years, right? 25, 30 years. When you were getting to know this landscape, was drawing it part of the process of very, becoming familiar? Very much so, 
very much so. In fact, interesting, I used to come out here when I lived in London. I studied under Quinton Blake, and he was a great one, in fact, for getting us out and about. This area, I remember coming quite a lot. And drawing. Interestingly, I did a drawing of the church. Oh, over years ago, 30, 35 years ago. And my son got married in that church two years ago. Yes, isn't that? It's the way it is, you see. And I like that, and I like to feel connected to the land. It's terribly important. And I thought at one time, oh, I could move away from here, but I don't think I could now. And I like, you know, I'm looking out here now at the sea. We're, come, we're walking down closer towards the sea. And it's a, the sea changes all the time, but today it's almost a navy blue colour, and you can see right into the distance. There's a few clouds, it's a bit hazy but it's clear and we've got the lovely sea kale growing through the stones and all the wildflowers still there and when the tide comes in it just floods in it's at a terrifying speed sometimes um, and at other times a day like today occasionally on the bank there you'll see seals sliding down the mud and i like that too and so there's always something different the but air has lifted here as well so you can uh, you can smell the sea, can't you? Suddenly, you yeah. start to see it, smell the sea now as we're getting closer to it. And again, to the left here, we have an old air raid um, shelter, and my children used to play in those. And this was an area which was very vulnerable during the Second World War, and so it has its history. It's got so much history. What is it about this part of the coastline that? feels like yours now. I mean, I live not very far along the coastline and it feels very different. The colour yes. of the sea, the land, every, well, even the air is different. For me, this is empty and so much of this part of the South East Coast simply isn't empty. And I, it's something I struggle with, the, the way it's built up all along the roads. Whereas here, look, it's wide open. There is nothing here and you can walk all the way along the coast there. And for me, I can't think of anywhere else where visually I have that sense of space and I can breathe for once you know, before I go back into it all again. It's part of that because so much of your work is drawing people and looking at people's faces. Yes, it is, and I, I do travel a lot. Um, I need to come out to the country. We'll go this way now, it's really picking up the wind now. So we're just turning right and we're going to head along this path towards Fairlight and soon I'm going to take you over the, the shingle beach and the wild vegetables and flowers and grasses and take you down towards the sea. Now look at this, we've just come up the stones here and we're right, we've got the sea right in front of us, the tide's right out and we've got all the puddles, and the puddles are the most beautiful turquoise blue because it's reflected from the blue of the sky. I mean, you almost wouldn't believe it, would you, if you were to put it in a painting, people say, you cannot have that, that turquoise in your puddle in, in Winchelsea Beach. <laughs> and then that beautiful haze oh, over towards the right. And there's two figures, maybe a mile and a half down the beach. Ah, oh, it's just beautiful and the hills and the distance and the sun is just streaming down onto the water and I've painted that view many times and uh, it just never ever 
ceases to fascinate me. I think we'll walk down, we'll walk down through, and the, the pebbles are just in layers, almost like it goes down and down and down. And you can see where the tide will eventually come up because it's still wet. See, what I always do here at this point is run like a mad thing down there, and I think I'm going to have to do that now, because usually I have the dogs, but I'm trying to do it. I'm going yes. for it. <laughs> If I went here, would you be looking at this landscape in a very different way? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And maybe it's something to do with growing older. I don't need to have people. I'm fine to have people. I would say occasionally, and now, right now, I'm actually feeling a little bit sad because my son just went back to Australia yesterday. And I don't know when I'm going to see him again. And uh, it's moments like that you come down and you think, oh, you know, it's sort of, the sea somehow absorbs the emotion that you're feeling. And uh, I don't mind sharing that with people. And I can come here always. And it's somehow the ozone or the sea and the wind it just takes it away. Does it ever amplify those feelings? Do you know what? It can do. But I don't mind if it does. Because in a way, it's, it's like when I come down here and pouring the rain outside and you think, I do not want to go outside, it's horrible. I wrap up warm, you, you're freezing and the wind's blowing, the bloody snow's biting into your face and it hurts and it's, you're angry, you're so angry and the weather's angry and it sort of reflects that again. And so and you go back and you get in and you take your clothes off and you have a hot bath and you think, oh, that's all right after all. <laughs> You just ran down the shingle of the beach. How did that feel? Oh, it's great. I've always done that. You can't resist it. And actually, a hill's the same. If I'm on the top of the hill, I've got to run down it. <laughs> There's something about the freedom of it. As long as I can do that, it's wonderful. Yeah. Has it altered the artwork and the music and the writing that you love in others uh, since you moved here? I think the thing is, as you go along, um, and this is the great surprise in life, um, you think when you're younger, that, you know, oh, yes, by the time I'm 40, I'll, I'll have understood it all and I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be on track by then. And of course, 40, 50 onwards, it's not the case. Uh, life unfolds and, you know, I think as I've grown, as I've grown older and developed and my um, faculties have developed, and actually as a painter, they get, they get stronger. They get stronger as you get older, unlike the other arts. No, it's, it's a constant change and a constant um, feeding. There's nothing stays the same, and nor should it as a painter. She must always change, I think. When you're painting somebody for their portrait, it's, it's a, a, quite a fixed idea to have a portrait of yourself, a quite a static thing, and yet you seem to be very interested in landscapes of flux and change. How do the two meet? Well, you see, the thing is, I see a portrait as, as a landscape as well, and I actually often forget it's a portrait. And I think that's a good thing. I don't see any difference, really. Uh, it's just a set of criteria are different. I think what you have to do is to try and break down what that person, how that person sees themselves. And sometimes, you know, it's very formal, it's, you know, this. Uh, and often that isn't their, their best side, and you want to bring out the best side and the, the interesting side, which is sometimes quite hard because some people are not really very interesting. But if you dig a little bit deeper, there's always something 
of interest in somebody and that's the quality you want to bring out. Do you see different people as different materials even or different forms of expression? Definitely, absolutely. I mean usually people will want an oil painting but the build up to that, I mean for instance Sandra Motion is a very deeply emotional man and when I hadn't done any portraits in watercolour for a long time, I found myself picking up watercolour. Well isn't that great, you know, because if you're open to it then a different way of working, what could be a repetition, becomes something else and so it makes you work in a different way as well. We've walked along the beach a little and we've come across these stumps coming out of the shingle. What are these? These are groins, these are groins and they're amazing. They're, they're, you know, most people in London would pay a fortune to have these in the garden. They're quite sculptural and they're a bit like people as well, standing in the stone. And as they go down to the sea, they become much darker and, of course, much more beaten. And these are very old diesels. If you look inside, you can see where pebbles have got stuck in the holes in them. Quite extraordinary. Very beautiful indeed. Yeah. Who would have put them there originally? They were there as a defence for the sea. Um, and there's actually, as you walk along, you'll see more and more of them. And that's to stop the erosion of, uh, of the sea coming onto the, um, onto the beach. When you paint people, do you go to them or do they come to your studio? Well, ideally they come to me, I, and it's always a mixture of both, and depending who it is, and some people are very busy or they have to travel, perhaps they live abroad, and so it's a minimal amount of sittings. It usually works out better if they come to the studio, A, because the lighting's perfect, and, you know, we can all relax a lot more in there, um, certainly. But I don't mind, I don't mind travelling, and I don't mind... Um, working in strange places. I find that quite uh, stimulating, actually. <laughs> and do people inherit some of the informality of this place when they, they come for their portrait here? Um, I, what do you mean actually on the beach here or in the just studio? In, I just mean even the studio because there is, yeah. even to the light, to the landscape, there is a, and even to its, its history, there's a yes. sort of um, subversive, irreverent quality to it. Do you know, I, I don't think, I think that's much more from from me because when I do a portrait really the first sitting or two or even three it depends on the sitter um, it's just about getting that person to relax and to trust me because it's a big it's a big um, it's a big act of faith to let somebody paint yourself and I'm, I'm aware of that and I never it doesn't always happen but I, I never want to upset people and I think that's important some of the people you don't actually like very much um, but usually I end up understanding them and so that's very close to liking isn't it in the end um, and I think the act of sitting for a portrait is a brave thing to do and I have huge respect for that and people um, talk in a way a very intimate way and uh, I also have a great respect it's a bit like being a priest and often I forget it completely once they've spoken to me um, but that aspect I hope will go into the painting and you have to have an, an element of that there I think to make it work. You've been listening to the Toast podcast with me, Laura Barton. The producer is Jeff Bird, and the series was conceived by Emily Mears. You can subscribe to Toast Podcast on our website or with your preferred podcast provider to hear more episodes from this series. <laughs>